We are back for another episode of Sports with a Z and a T. I am Bryce Zielinski alongside Taylor Lattimore. We are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Mohawk Honda, Johnstone Supply in Troy, and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. My voice is here for now. I was in Philly for the Eagles game against the Chiefs, and I had lost it. So we're going to see how long I can go. Taylor might be doing the second well, half of the show over. solo. <laughs> um, but I've been saving my voice all day for this, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, it was a fun weekend down in Philly. Uh, it, I mean, look, I didn't expect the Eagles to win. Um, but it was a good game. It was a fun atmosphere, and I got to see Mahomes. Weather was great, so it was a good, it was a good weekend. Uh, Taylor, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was good. Um Sports-wise, my Colts finally got their first win of the season. Congratulations. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Thank Congratulations. You. And um, fantasy-wise, I actually clean-swept all my leagues. Well, Attaboy. Attaboy. Which is nice. It hasn't happened yet yeah, this season a, first time. So that's that's, a, good, that's yeah. a good feeling. I, uh, I lost one league. It, it was my frat league, and um i needed 11 points from daniel carlson on monday night football and he missed two field goals so uh uh that's how that went oh uh, okay so, i, I want to give a shout out to uh mike james because in his league oh, i i scored 219 points this is an irregular 219 uh, points how yes. many are there four teams uh no no um but eight Six, five, two. It's twelve, I believe. Maybe ten. You scored two hundred and nineteen points in a twelve-team league. Yes, Who would you have? Well, it's two quarterback for starters. Okay. I, I have Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Tyreek Hill, uh, Terry McLaurin, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott. Also, <laughs> you, you brought up. You brought up. And we'll get to college football in a little bit. Um, but. Just because you said his name, I, I have to address this. I saw you pulled off a trade no, in our league, and uh, you traded away Terry McLaurin. I did, yeah. Which for I know for not I, a lot, for not I a lot. That, I I wanted a running back because I didn't have Christian McCaffrey. Look, I, I like I like Sermon. I do. I thought he was he's surging right now, and so I I thought that I could get him now. And then Ayuk, I traded him for uh, Ayuk and him. I probably shouldn't have gone with Ayuk. But you know what? I'm trying to mix things up because, you know, I, I just have to survive until McCaffrey comes back. Still got to win, so, like, I'm happy overall. But also it sucks that Terry McLaurin put up, like, his best stat line all year. Right I, I was just surprised because I tried, I tried to feel the waters to get Terry from you, and you wouldn't budge. And I yeah. offered, in my opinion, a little more than that. So I, I was I just surprised. You offered, but it, it was a B and uh, I, I think Kasiki or, or something along. Those no, lines. yeah, it was Kasiki. Yeah, because yeah. tight end. Because you maybe need I should have gone with that because <laughs> I still technically need a tight end. But I had Terry <laughs> Cook, and he did all right. So yeah, I'm Cook did fine. Um. I, I think Sermon will keep doing get, get even better and better. I think by the end of the year, Sermon might be a. a oh no! I have Sermon in another league, though. and I I'm not worried about Elijah Mitchell coming. But we'll get to fantasy in a little bit. But I I do, you I mean you texted me now when you're in a packed stadium, 
sometimes service is not very good. So, like, I, I didn't get any texts until after the game was over. And then I got a text from you saying, wow, you benched Cordell Pat." Now, keep in mind, I, I won by a lot. Um, and I had a I had a good week by my starters, but I did have Cordero Patterson, just not thinking he's at one of my starters on my bench. I looked, he dropped 32. Cordell Patterson's in my starting lineup this week. I think he's going to have he's he's the surprise of the year. I think he's a league winner for whoever happens to have him. Um very well, good day. And and plus he's wide receiver and running back eligible. So I mean that that's a, that's another that's big. yeah, that that's, that's huge. Possible. So so you can use him. When your running backs are out, you could use him when your wide receivers are out. So it's big. Um, before we get to college football and we're on the Godzilla Media Football League, I do want to bring up John Stone's supply in Troy. And they have an announcement with Godzilla Media that it's Godzilla Media's first bus trip, courtesy of John Stone's supply in Troy. Ooh. And it's part of the John Stone Supply Kicks Cancer. Uh, program Johnstone Supply in Troy and Godzilla Media will be supporting Peak Month and all proceeds from the trip that I'm about to announce will be donated to the American Cancer Society. So, what is the trip that you can sign up now for? It's to be a part of a bus trip to go see you, Albany, take on oh, I don't even have Maine. I'm sorry. Maine, take, yeah. They they play yeah. Maine. It's a one o'clock kickoff Saturday, October 23rd. You can sign up now to be a part of this bus trip. Um, it's $60 a ticket and includes a t-shirt, the bus trip itself, food and drink. Um, you will meet at Johnstone Supply at 1030 a.m. Now, a lot of Godzilla Media members will be there, including LeVac and Gaz. Um, myself, I will be in Vegas for this, so I unfortunately will not be there. Um, pretty think about decent. going. I might go, but um, I know Taylor's considering going. Like you just my said, alma mater. There you go, you Albany, you alma mater. Yeah. Um, everybody will meet at the Johnstone Supply location, uh, down in Troy at ten thirty. The bus will leave at eleven, and then of course, kickoff between you Albany and Maine is one p.m. Your payment, which is sixty dollars, is due on the morning of Saturday, October twenty third. That includes check, cash. Um, for more information, you can email Gaz, and his email is Gaz, G-O-Z, at GazillaMedia.com. So email him for more information and get yourself in. Um, you could also win two free tickets to the event by visiting and entering the contest on Friday, October 15th, where Levac and Gaz will be at Johnstone Supply and Troy on 6th Ave between 4 and 5.30 broadcasting live. So fun trip, bigger things ahead. It sounds like a great time. I wish I could be there. Unfortunately, I will not, but Taylor will be there. I'm sure of it. Can't You can't pass up a game with your alma mater, Taylor. You can't sure. miss can't pass that up. No I don't Penn even State, know. but I mean, you know. It's no Penn State. It's no number four team in the nation. Should be <laughs> free, but we'll get to that in a second. Let's get right to it. All right. So big weekend of college football. And uh, Taylor, you kind of ate your words uh, from last week saying, I'd put my money down that last week's top four is going to be the college football playoff. Uh, Oregon said, hold my beer and proceeded to <laughs> <laughs> proceed to lose an overtime to Stanford. Yeah, like, look, well, no, Stanford's no push. Stanford's no pushover, but that's certainly a game you would expect Oregon to win. Um, and, I, and then outside of that, 
you have uh, Bama handling, <laughs> manhandling Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, Georgia, <laughs> I mean, also what manhandling manhandled Arkansas. Arkansas. So, so much <laughs> the thought of those two uh, being on the cusp of being upset or anything. Not so fast. Clearly the two best teams in the nation. Um, Iowa moved back into third after a dominating performance over Maryland. Now, I have a little issue of that because Penn State proceeded to absolutely shellack Indiana, shot them out at home. Like, I, I don't know. Indiana was a preseason-ranked team, uh, lost to Indiana last year, shut them out at home. I don't think it's enough for, you know, them to be jumped well, by Iowa. Well, then beat them next week and you can – Oh, well, we'll get to that, Taylor. We'll, don't, don't be, be so, so sure of that. Um Cincinnati proves to be that the non-Power 5 conferences, they do belong. Um, they, I mean, look, they beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Now, I, I think you and I both have had our reservations about Notre Dame all year. Um, I'm not too convinced Notre Dame's that good of a football team. Uh, I mean, clearly they're good. They're 14th still after even losing to Cincinnati. But this is still a Cincinnati team. Like they're four and zero, they're five. But I, I mean, I'm still not convinced, Taylor. I'm I'm not convinced that this Cincinnati team, when you go up against a Penn State or an Iowa or Georgia or Alabama, even like an Ohio State, um, I just don't see them competing with these programs. Well, that's the problem with a lot of these, um, you know, non-power five teams is that they don't really ever play like a real team until until maybe they make it into the college football playoff and then they get destroyed by uh, Alabama and Notre Dame is is the only ranked team I'm projecting that they will play I mean they don't they don't play anyone else so they have their one win and they're gonna sit on it and hope that it carries them you know all the way to the college football playoff but I just don't know if that's a, a feasible thing happening and that's it works, just it. it works for Notre Dame sometimes, but at, even like, Notre Dame, like I, I feel better. like this is bad timing for Cincinnati. Like we talked about the chaos that is happening throughout college football, and I think this is the most wide open it's been in a really long time. However, you have a really, really, really good wide open Big Ten which I think opens the door for two Big Ten teams to potentially, especially with the Pac-12 disappointing with Oregon. Like, I think Oregon losing one game. Now, obviously, there's a long way to go, but you look at Oregon, a one-loss Oregon or a one-loss non-champion Big Ten team, I'm still taking the Big Ten compared to just because of the volume of competition in that conference over the Pac-12. I just, in my opinion, I'm not buying what the, (laughs) excuse me, Pac-12 is selling. Um, You also have Oklahoma, who to date has not lost. I think I would take a Big 12 champion over Cincinnati. Um, You have surging Michigan. Taylor, we still have four, no, five undefeated Big 10 teams. Iowa, Penn State, Michigan, or four, I'm sorry. Iowa, Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State, and then you also have Ohio State, who's landing in at seven. Um, this is a Big Ten conference that I expect to be represented by two teams, and that's you know crazy to think about because the SEC could very well be represented by two teams, but that's kind of how it's slicing. Alabama and Georgia are pulling away from everyone. We know that. 
But while the SEC has seven of its teams ranked in the AP Top 25, the Big Ten might actually be better through these first five weeks. Five Big Ten teams are ranked this week, including Iowa at three, Penn State at four, Ohio State at seven, Michigan at nine, and Michigan State at 11. Um, it might even be argued that the Big Ten is just as, deser as deserving, I should say, as the SEC to have two teams in the college football playoff. So say, you know, Iowa and a, and Penn State or Michigan or, or Michigan State go unbeaten, go into the Big Ten championship game. We play those scenarios all the time. Um, like this is this is something the Big Ten having all these unbeaten's and a strong resume. Even Maryland and Rutgers are better than they've historically been. There's really only one kick the curb program in uh, the Big Ten, and that would be Northwestern. Mm -hmm. This to me. Is just the Big Ten putting its dominance on the college football season. Like you have Alabama and Georgia in the SEC, but that's it. When you look at volume, the Big Ten's where it's at. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I the way that I see it with the committee, it like they'll find a way to work in like an Oklahoma if they go unbeaten. Then I just don't know if like it's really going to be telling. I know that the committee's not ranking quite yet. Um, First weekend of November, they start. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens after this next week, um, especially with with Iowa and Penn State, because you know one, mm -hmm. they play each other, so one of them will lose. So I want to see how far they drop. And if, the loser. And if but if that and if that's a close game, it's not. They're not going to fall far. They're not going to yeah. fall far. Oregon, I mean. lo Oregon losing to Stanford only fell five spots from three to eight. So yeah. take that into consideration that three versus four matchup the loser of that is not out of it first of all it's not a divisional matchup and two um i, I mean a one loss big 10 team is certainly not out of it especially this year yeah and then penn state you uh penn state has to play ohio state uh before a possible uh big 10 championship where iowa doesn't so that's another factor that's gonna... and they play Michigan, who's five and zero, and they play Michigan yeah. State, who's I mean, five and zero. I don't worry as much about Michigan. I don't. I don't believe in Michigan's five and zero. I, I don't think you do either. No, but uh, I don't. I, but I, still, I, five and zero for now. For now, of course. But I, I think they're gonna lose. Like they could even lose to Nebraska that they're playing this next week. But I think they're definitely gonna lose to Ohio State and probably definitely lose to Penn State. They better. So, I'm going to that game. Penn State, yeah. Michigan. Yeah, so so that's going to be uh, two at least, possibly three loss uh, Mi Michigan team at the end of the year at least. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting if, if a team like Oklahoma runs the table and goes undefeated. I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for the committee. It's going to come down to the eye test, I, obviously. Because this year I do right like that. That's just lot. it. Like we talk about, you know, what the categories of what the committee wants each year, and. It's always conference championship, strength of schedule, non-conference opponents. And when you look at the meat of that, Cincinnati did what they had to do. They scheduled Notre Dame. They scheduled Indiana. Now, granted, Indiana is, you know, a strong non-conference team, but they could have done better. I mean, it's not yes, one of the sure. top, top echelon Big Ten teams. Um, but you, you take that and compare it to – I'm just throwing Penn State because it's the most – um, that I know because obviously Penn State, I follow them royally. Auburn. No, really? You do? 
Auburn, who is now up to 18, is on their schedule. The Auburn's only lost so far. Looked better last week, thank God. I mean, that's huge for Penn State to see Auburn continue to win. Um, Wisconsin, I, I, I think, you know, at the time, at Wisconsin, at Camp Randall, to start the season, ranked opponent, ranked matchup. I, I think what Penn State did to Wisconsin set the tone for the outcome of what Wisconsin has done the next couple of weeks. I think that threw them off a lot. But you still have to consider that it was a ranked win on the road. Um, and then, they obviously, you play Villanova, an FCS team. Every team has that. I mean, Christ, Alabama played, you know, the Little Sisters of the Poor the other week and won 63 <laughs> to nothing. So, like, uh, I, I mean, I've – but I, the, those little sisters uh, of the poor are Southern Miss, uh, by the way. Um, so, so like when you're looking at that, I, it's tough for me to say, yeah, I'm going to put Cincinnati over a one loss Iowa or a one loss Penn State when that could be their only loss to me. And even and then you know how the committee loves Ohio State. So if, if they Ohio love State- and and the thing is, and like we talked about last week, right? It's better to lose early. It's better to lose yeah. early, and they lost to Oregon early. Now mm-hmm. that, that's not a bad loss. I mean, it's not as great now, but um, that's not a bad loss. And if Ohio State runs the table in the Big Ten, guess what? They're a one-loss Big Ten champion. Yeah, they're in. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> well, to do that, they would have to beat uh, Penn State. I'm sure, which they won't. Which they will want. not. But we will see. <laughs> um, yeah, that, it's exciting stuff. I love to see how it all comes together. And it's it's chaos. It's always chaos. It's always chaos. It's always fun. Um, it is I, very fun. I, I, I love I love college football. I, I do. And I know. And what makes it great, at least for our show, is yeah, I'm I'm Big Ten bias. Obviously, I am going to vouch for the Big Ten conference. But you kind of bring that level-headed. I look you know, at the big picture. You look at the big picture, but yet we still find ourselves agreeing that the Big Ten is up there, right? I mean, I mean SC, how, the how SEC has those two, but I mean, the, I mean yeah. what the Big Ten is proving this year cannot be forgotten. No, I mean, if you just look at the top ten, where you have Michigan and Penn yeah, five State in the top Iowa. eleven. You yeah, have five and, in and the top you eleven. Go, if you send it to eleven, you got uh, Michigan State, and yeah, so obviously, um, you can't. Look at it. I, I mean, look, looking back at those uh, the games last week, I I loved the hype uh, that Arkansas was getting. And then, I, and then I, I was disappointed in that game because I was excited <laughs> to see maybe Arkansas, you know, kind of humble, uh, at least push them, make yeah, me no. see that Georgia is beatable. Nope. I, it like convinced me that Georgia is better than Bama. Like it, it was the complete I, honestly, opposite of honestly, what I, I expected. Alabama Georgia game would be just all the hype. Um, it's I think probably your it's great. your likely SEC championship game. Yeah, because they don't um, play each other before then. No, it, it there it it's likely the SEC championship game. I'd be stunned. I mean, Florida has a fighting chance, I guess, <clears throat> but um, I'd be surprised. Let's go to the games. Uh, let's start with the game of the week, and that will be Penn State at Iowa. Iowa opens up as a two-point favorite. That is at 4 o'clock on Fox. Um, this is by far the game of the week. Could be one of the games of the year. Um, Penn State no, heading into three. Iowa. Let me tell you, Penn State has a lot of success in Iowa. However, that is a very, Kinnick Stadium is a tough place to play um the last two times penn state has been there um and has been ranked it's come down to the final drive uh 
two matchups ago. So this was 2018, um, Penn State and Trace McSorley with Saquon Barkley uh, had to score on the final play of the game to win in Iowa. And then two years ago, pre-pandemic 2019, Penn State wins the Cotton Bowl. They won another um, low-scoring defensive battle on the final drive of the game. Um, needless to say that four and three, two undefeated Big Ten teams, this is going to be a defensive battle. Um, two of the best defenses in the country, Penn State and Iowa, with um, two totally different style of offenses. This game is just going to be fun. I'm nervous talking about it because I pray to God Penn State wins. I'm going to be crushed <laughs> next week if they don't. Uh, but this is going to be one hell of a game, Taylor. Yeah, and just so much weight to it. Um, Thirty-four exactly. matchup, and just like this, this is just it. This is this this may very well decide who which one of them ends up staying in the the college football playoff. If indeed there is not two, um, or if you know if they go with uh, Ohio State at the end, if they were to beat Penn State. Um, you need this win. Um, but either way, it'll be very exciting. All eyes should be on that one because it's definitely the matchup of the week and definitely maybe the matchup of the year so far of any teams. Cause yeah, it, the, it's got, I mean, it's so much importance on it. Yeah. The, I mean, first of all, I mean, this is going to be a big resume builder for whoever pulls, pulls out this win to say the least four o'clock Fox Kinnick stadium, Penn state, Iowa. That is the game of the week. Um, another really good game at noon is the red river rivalry. Oklahoma heads down to Texas. I want to see Oklahoma. This is going to be a test because I'm not a big believer in Texas. I never am. I think they're yeah, a sorry ass program. Um, wreck Texas, um, horns down. Um, I, the thing is though, I mean, this is an Oklahoma team that we we've kind of gone each week expecting more. I mean, th this is a team that hasn't really dominated any matchup. They were lucky to squeak by West Virginia two weeks ago. Um, now they're heading to Texas who, as much as you and I don't like them, have won four straight, looked good against TCU last week. Um, but this is kind of put up or shut up for Oklahoma. This is probably their best game on the schedule remaining. Yeah, and Rattler hasn't looked great, um, especially coming in. We we put him up there as a possible Heisman favorite. He just hasn't looked that part so far, um, not truly. And so it'll be a big test for him. Um, if he can come out unscathed and uh, Oklahoma wins this, it does a lot, I think, for their resume just as – it, like if they were to lose, it would be catastrophic. I think for them, um, oh, absolutely going forward. So they they really need this win, and I don't believe in Texas. I, I think they'll do it, um, but it, it's all. It also matters how close it is because if they keep winning these these close games, that's like you know when it comes down to it, when the committee's looking at this team or that team, and they look at an Oklahoma team that's barely squeaking out these wins against these teams that are not ranked high or not ranked at all. That's that's a bad look. And you can't deny that that's a bad look and it will hurt them in the end. Let's go to uh, the battle of the uh, post hype sleepies. I'm going to call it Arkansas heads down to Ole Miss. The two, the two, 
the two darlings that everybody was so excited to see and then both got smacked against Bama and Georgia, respectively. They play each other. Um, They're not out of it yet, but another good ranked matchup to see who is going to get right, get their head back into this thing, and maybe make another push. Listen, I expect Arkansas to win this game. I, I like Arkansas, and I think a lot of people do. They're just not quite to the level of, you know, the Georgia Alabamas of the world. So uh, do I, I expect, anyone? <laughs> no, no, that's literally the, the thing. And so I think Arkansas, yeah, they'll go out and they'll win this game, but will it help them overall? I don't see a third SEC team getting into the college football playoff. No. So does it help them get into the playoff? Probably not. Taylor, I, I the correct answer not. was yes. Penn state is on their level. That was the correct <laughs> answer I was looking for. You failed that test. Um, <laughs> let's go to another big SEC matchup. Um, Georgia, as we were just talking about against another team, they head to Auburn. Now, am I saying Auburn's going to win this game? No, but I'd like you to see. Hope they do. I hope they do I because you, that would. I bet you freaking hope they do. Now that, that would be fantastic. <laughs> First off, it gets Georgia the hell out of there, and then leave if they lost. They they would leave they would for now. Four, they would leave for now. No, they would leave for now. They'd be out of the top four, um, but know, not far. Georgia's if they really lost good. Auburn. Well, they I mean, are. I don't expect but, them I mean, to, but if they lost to Auburn in a close game, I think lowest I they think go is If Oklahoma wins and Cincinnati wins, I think you'd see those two move up with the winner of Penn State and Iowa. Um, but well, yeah. anyway, uh, I'm just hoping Auburn keeps it close, honestly. Make it look prettier than it probably is going to be. That's all don't I'm asking. No, Georgia's 14.5-point favorites. I expect that good. to be I expect that to be blown out of the water. Um, some other games of note, top 10 team BYU at number 10 host Boise state. Uh, the best team in the ACC is the wake forest. Um, 19 in the nation, five and O heads to Gaza's Syracuse to take on the orange um, 24 SMU heads to Navy uh, Michigan Wolverines at number nine heads to Nebraska Notre Dame licking their wounds, heads to Virginia Tech. LSU heads to all of a sudden surging Kentucky, another SEC team, 5-0. and um, Upset Florida, they are now 16 in the nation. Bama takes on an all of a sudden unranked Texas A&M. That happened quick. Two weeks later, they go from a top five team in the country to not even ranked. Um, Bama heads to them. They're 17 and a half point favorites. I think it's going to be a lot more than that. Um, <laughs> and San Diego State rounds out the week hosting New Mexico. They are 25th in the nation. And for the first time, Taylor, in six years, Clemson is not ranked. Bye-bye, Clemson. Bye-bye. See you later. Don't miss you. Your, your, your team. Uh, just a, just a little bit, maybe Travis again too. Just, just oh yeah, a yeah, little, just a little bit. I I don't miss them. See you. Bye. Good race. Of the games you just mentioned, I really am looking at that Nebraska Michigan game because Nebraska nearly beat Michigan State, took overtime, um, and a field goal to beat them. And I just don't believe in Michigan at all. And I think that this is a game that well, and then and then that's just three it. and a half. Like if they win this game, you're still like. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, exactly. Is. That's what I mean, and I really just think like Michigan three and a half. That's the point spread, and you know, 
Nebraska could easily come in there, or they could easily take them down. They're going into Nebraska, but um, I think that this is a game Michigan could lose, and then we just say bye-bye Michigan. I'm a-okay with that. However, I kind of do want to see like another, because now I have an, a rooting interest to see a really top kit. First off, I hope Penn State rides this, but until I go to Penn State, Michigan, November 13th. So I'm, they have a they have to get past Iowa. They have to get past Ohio State. Um, but I kind of hope Michigan comes into Happy Valley ranked high as well. That would just be a much more fun atmosphere. Well, it's Michigan, so that's fine. Um, but it's going to be another. I mean, this is probably the biggest implication week um, of late simply because of the 4-3 matchup. You have Georgia against Auburn. You have 13-17 Arkansas, Ole Miss. Ohio State is hosting Maryland. Don't sleep on them. Um, Ohio State's looking better of late, but you still have suspects about that defense. Oklahoma and Texas is a huge game, so a lot of action, uh, and we will get to all of that next week. Pray for my Nittany Lions. They're going to need it. I think I feel good about it, though. Before we head to the NFL, Taylor, do want to talk about Mohawk Honda because, I mean, we, and we've talked about this all year long, and now that it's fall, uh, the current supply and demand challenges within the auto industry makes this truly a perfect time for you to get top dollar for your vehicle. Um, really, right now at Mohawk Honda, you can take advantage of their Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. They put cash in your hand for your vehicle the same day you come in, even if you don't buy from them, which is a really sweet deal, especially for all those recent college grads or students that need a new ride or some extra cash. I know how that feels. Mohawk Honda has consistently kept their lot fully stocked with hundreds of pre-owned vehicles. Their large inventory makes shopping Fun as you browse through the many makes and models to choose from. You can also check out their full selection online. So if you want to see what they have before you even go there, uh, you're more than welcome to do that or don't have time to go there. If it, you know, it's late at night and you're, you're still trying to piece together whatever you want to do, you could go online and see what they have. Stop in and say hi to Greg Johnson, who's the assistant general manager there, Jake Hot Sauce Doyle, Louie, the VIP man of Morales, or one of the other many helpful sales consultants there at Mohawk Honda. There's a vast selection of Honda certified pre-owned vehicles, so now is the time to take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer, Mohawk Honda in Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. That they do. That they do. You know what else pleases me, Taylor? That I reel, I'm starting to reel you back in. I really am. It just makes me happy. I, I gained a game. We only had one difference last week in our NFL pickums, mm -hmm. um, which was Dallas and Carolina. You took Carolina for some reason, and I swallowed my pride and took Dallas. And that, I mean, that's the only game we differed on, and I got it. Uh, you were nine and seven. I was ten of six for the third straight week. I'm ten and six. Um, you're forty one well, and twenty three overall, and I'm forty and twenty four overall. We're doing pretty damn good, if you if I don't say so myself. <laughs> yeah, I think we're doing all right uh, overall. But uh, yeah, when we don't differ in a lot, it makes it harder for you to catch me. Which I definitely didn't yeah, I know that. that's part of your strategy. I called you out on no. your bullshit last week. I'll call you out again. <laughs> No, what I really should have done is I gotta start going my gut because we when we did the picks, um, we were looking at uh you know like the Cardinals and the Rams and you were like oh it's Rams easy pick and I was like eh, I don't 
know. And I really sat and pondered it for a second. And I should have obviously gone with my gut, which was the the Cardinals. I, I do believe in the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, my MVP pick, I they showed out. They destroyed – well, destroyed. But they, they really put it to the, the Rams and a big win for them. And I should have picked them. And then I wouldn't – he wouldn't have gained shit on me. let's go to our week four takeaways before we head to week five and make our picks uh i want to start with the game of the week and it it was the game of the week obviously because of who was returning to where and that's tom brady returning to new england uh the game was a lot closer than i expected um ugly game rainy um, yeah. it just, it just wasn't as entertaining as you expected. Obviously the storyline was kind of pregame, uh, mm-hmm. Tom returning to Foxborough, uh, and breaking the record. He did break that too. Yeah. He broke Breeze's record. Um, the, the injuries and the struggles for the bucks is concerning. Um, the linebackers haven't played as well. They're struggling in the red zone on uh, their secondary is so bad. I mean, when Richard Sherman off the street is all of a sudden your (laughs) cornerback one, you got some problems. Um, Uh They're struggling in the red zone on offense. And that was really automatic early on. All of a sudden Brady had his worst game of the season. um, And the offense was stagnant against look, the Patriots defense is good, but it's not great. Um, it was surprising to see them struggle, but good on the Patriots. I mean, that yeah, they're one and three, but I would take that as a win um, for them because of the how the defense played, arguably its best game of the season. And when that happens, it makes life easier really overall for an offense that's still finding its way with a rookie quarterback. So at least there's some positives if you're on the New England side of things to take away from playing the defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah, I mean, to come away with only a three-point loss is something, at least. Um, yeah, it was the rain. The rain made the game even uglier than it might have been already. Uh, what with the defensive woes of the uh, uh, Tampa Bay, but also the I don't I don't know about you, but Mac Jones just doesn't look that great at all. Like he, they're doing this dink and dunk shit, like down the feet. Like they just don't throw it down the field with him, and I think it's concerning. And then you come to the end where they were, you know, fourth and three and they could have salted the game away and maybe kicked, actually hit hit a field goal um, that would put them in to win it. But instead they, they took the 56 yarder and obviously missed it. And the rest is history. Tom Brady comes back down and they hit a field goal and they win it. But yeah, I, I just don't know if Mac Jones is ready to be an NFL quarterback right now. I don't know if they should have gotten rid of Cam Newton, honestly. Um, but to come away with a three-point loss, and that's it against the defending champs, against Tom Brady, who you know really, really, really wanted to win this game. And I'm sure he would have loved to put it to them and really score big. But got the win in the end. But I, I just don't see Mac Jones um, being a true NFL quarterback right about now. Let's go to Green Bay playing Pittsburgh. Um, look, the, uh, the the Packers are looking much better, obviously, and this is why you don't overreact in week one. They've looked the part ever since that week one disaster, especially offensively. They're starting to put it together. Um, Steelers' defense is very good, but, I mean, in my opinion, more this game is about – 
Um, simply, I, I think it, it, the Steelers might be better off with a guy like Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph <laughs> at this point because Roethlisberger is completely – He's completely lost it. Looked out of sync with his receivers. Um, missed Juju or Juju, Juju. Um, <laughs> missed twice on overthrows. It could have been touchdowns. Um, he was targeting Deontay Johnson all day. Um, the fourth down play, he had kind of deja vu swing pass to Najee Harris. Um, it, it was just kind of same script, uh, different week for the Steelers. They're not showing any week to week improvements and they appear, they really appear, uh, to be on the complete, uh, spiral downwards. Uh, this is just a bad football team right now. No, Ben Roethlisberger should have retired because let's be honest. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league right now. And you know, you don't want to go out that way. You really don't. And so it's it's sad to see because he, he used to be That's, one of the best. This is what people are going to remember Roethlisberger by, how he hung on too long for really, in my opinion, it's been two, three years too long for Roethlisberger, um, mm-hmm. where now he uh, he's lost. He is lost. Well, they lost. fooled you last year when they went on that winning streak in the beginning of the year and then completely collapsed the second half of the year. But, yeah, no, Ben Roethlisberger needs to retire, get out of football, just – you should have quit while you were semi ahead and now you've dug a hole for yourself and there's just no, there's nothing you can do. Like he slimmed down quote unquote uh, to start the season, but it's not that it's, it's his arm strength, his ability to drive the football, his accuracy, all of that is failing, falling by the wayside. And I'm sorry, Steelers fans, you need to get a new quarterback and you need it now. And I don't know if Dwayne Haskins is the answer or Mason Rudolph or whoever, but you know, call Cam Newton. I think he'll be better. He'll be better than Roethlisberger. <laughs> um, Cardinals shocked the Rams. The Rams were coming off quite the high, beating the Buccaneers. Uh, Cardinals went into L.A. and uh, they stopped. They stopped the Rams. Big time win. Uh, and the Cardinals have shown um, that they're explosive on offense. The defense has been better than expected. Um, I, I'm not at the point where I'm convinced that this can be sustained all year when it comes to the Cardinals. I'm not that big of a believer, but they're, they're starting to turn a lot of heads out there. Oh, I'm almost all in on the Cardinals. I I really do think that they're going to be a force in the NFC. Um, Don't know if they're going to win it. I did pick the Rams at the beginning of the year to come out of the NFC and make it to the Super Bowl, but the Cardinals are going to push. And I do still stand by, I'll say every week if I have to, I think Kyler Murray is looking at, trying to get that MVP award and the way he's playing, you know, how could he not? I mean, he's mobile as all hell and he can still chuck it up and throw touchdowns and he, you can't get him down half the time. Uh, the only time you, you can really get him down is if it, it's just too fast for him or he tries too hard to extend the play um, and ends up taking sacks, but he only took three sacks in this game. Um, yeah, he, he's good. I think the defense has spots where it's been really, really, really good. And then spots other times against, you know, Minnesota where they were not looking good at all. So it's kind of hit and miss on the defensive side. Uh, But then when they come out and they play like this against the Rams, like you got to believe in that. Um, So when it comes down to it, I think that this Cardinals team is going is going far. I don't uh, think they're, they're, they're going to lose many games. The Rams remain a very talented group. 
Um, they just did not – I don't think it really mattered who they played. They did not seem prepared after coming off that high last weekend. Um, I do expect them to turn it around. Um, let's talk – Let's talk your uh, let's talk your Colts. They finally got they finally got a win, Taylor. Congratulations! Um, they beat the they beat the Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> this if is there was really ever a team that they were gonna beat, it was gonna be the Dolphins. The Colts needed this one, uh, being yeah. in desperation mode. Um, they should be happy about getting their first victory, but I think it's too soon to say they've turned the corner on the season. Um, putting <laughs> Quez Watkins on IR. Uh, Carson is still playing on two sprained ankles um the running game um was solid took some pressure off of carson um got the ball out of carson's hands quick uh but they have a tough game coming up that we'll get to in a little while um but this was at least a start for them encouraging it was encouraging i'll say that and obviously still dealing with injuries if the problem is it's, it's Miami, so it's it's like, is it a real? It's a it's a win, but like it's not against a real team. Jacoby Brissett led Miami team, and you know the Colts are very familiar with Brissett and his limitations and how best to stop him because they saw it all year, um, last year. And so yeah, I, I I'm encouraged with this win. It was nice to see them win. That's the recipe for wins: is get Taylor running get him going and get him to take pressure off of Wentz. And then apparently just use more Ellie Cox more because two touchdowns and one was just, just being a man going up and getting it over. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if it was a safety or a cornerback, but he probably safety, but he, he just went up over him and snatched it. And so, yeah, get him more involved. Um, he could, he could be a really good tight end for, for the Colts going forward, a really good weapon, especially in the red zone. Um, especially because they've had such issues in the red zone. So when you're in the red zone, you know, look Moe Alley Cox's way. But we're still missing Quentin Nelson, still missing Braden Smith. It, it, the offensive line is still in, basically in tatters. Um, so when they play a, a better team with a better pass rush, it's all going to become crashing down again. I know <laughs> it. So I'm not too optimistic for the long-term season. But, you know, it's nice to get a win. A hard matchup coming up next, though. So. Uh, let's talk about my birds. I was at this game, um, loose to the chiefs, 42 to 30. This was an offensive onslaught and you kind of expected it with the offense. Um, my takeaway is look, I, I knew going in that it was a tough ask for the Eagles to beat the chiefs, no matter where you're playing. Um, the undisciplinedness uh, of this team is destroying their chances for success. They had three touchdowns taken off the board, although the second um, was a pass interference call on Arthago Whiteside was extremely questionable. Um, it, it was probably one of the worst calls I've ever seen, especially in person. Um, and they also extended a pair of chief scoring drives with infractions when they would have stopped Mahomes. And you can't keep giving the ball back to Mahomes or he's just going to burn you. That's what Patrick Mahomes does. Um, that was really the difference. Um, but with that being said, there were some positives. Like I, Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, played his best game as an Eagle. He looked really good. The offense was playing well. And they they were for about three, three and a half quarters right there with the Chiefs. Um, and then it kind of fell apart at the end. But, you know, with a young team, you, you saw some good things on offense. The defense needs to correct some things. They haven't been the same. Uh, since Brandon Graham was lost for the season due to that Achilles rupture, they have given up 
Um, you know, 80, they have given up 83 points and more than 850 yards over the last two weeks to Dallas and Kansas City. So they need to correct that and they need to correct it now. They play Carolina next week. We'll talk about that. But um, some good things, some bad things from the birds. Um, but this is a Chiefs team that you knew was going to get back on track at some point. Um, that defense is still really suspect. But I mean, when you have Patrick Mahomes and the rest of this offense with Tyreek Hill waking up, uh, they can outscore anybody, and they prove that. Yeah, Chiefs are going to Chiefs, especially when they're one and two, and they feel like their backs are quote unquote against the wall, um, because you know, in that they have a really competitive division, and they can't afford to go down a one and three. Um, so they needed this win, and they came in there, and yeah, Mahomes just did Mahomes things. Tyreek did Tyreek things, especially for my fantasy team. Three touchdowns, nearly two hundred yards, crazy. Forty-seven points, love it. Um, but yeah, uh, he, he did great. Um, and I wanted to tell you, tell you uh, about when we were talking about my fantasy team, how I put up 219 points, Mike James, I was playing him and he put up 196. So it was like, if he had played any oh, wow. other team, he would have destroyed them. And like, obviously if I played any other team, I would have destroyed him, but his really, really, really good week came right up against my really, really, really good week. So just bad luck for him. Like I hate he, when that happens. I yeah, really like, do. He literally om- almost scored right with me. Like he, it was only down by like 24 points to me and it, it was just insane. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it was fun to watch this game. Not to see it was, lose, it least. was no, I, I enjoyed myself. Yeah. I, I had the expectations that they weren't going to win. Mm-hmm. So that, Mahomes and Tyreek just doing their thing. Like, I mean, the the offense was the offense was it, it is what it is. I got to see Mahomes in person. That's something not not everyone can say. So definitely, it was a cool game. It's one of three games that I'll be going to so far. Um, I'm going out to Vegas, obviously, in two weeks to see the Birds play the Raiders, and then in November I see them play the Saints. So not the last time I see them this year. Maybe you know they'll turn it around. And usually, I don't see the Eagles lose. Like usually, when I'm in the stadium, they win. So, but Chiefs are the exception. Chiefs—they're just—they're just unbelievable. I still have them as my Super Bowl champion. I'm not going to shy away from. Yeah, I mean it. Let's go to Week Five. We're going to do our picks and our thoughts here. You are up one game, Taylor. Uh, our Let's overall records—you're 41 and 23. I am 40 and 24. So here we go. Week Five kicks off with my birthday. Which is October seventh, this Thursday. Oh, your birthday! Oh, it's a pretty damn good game too. The hey. L.A. Rams head to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, and let me tell you, Seattle. I mean, they they bounced back against San Francisco last week, and I think a lot of that has to do with the Garoppolo injury. But this Seattle team does mm-hmm. not look good to start the year, and which is which is surprising to me that they look like the worst team in that division. Which is not exactly a knock on them. This is a very good, probably yeah. the best division in football. But Definitely. still, no not the team I was going to pick to have as the worst team in this division. Well, normally, as it goes with the Seahawks, is they normally start out strong and then they fade towards the end of the season. Um, but this year. I don't know, man. Like the the first win against the Colts is kind of a gimme with the Colts being a shell of themselves. Um, and then they were in it with the Titans, and then they just let Derrick Henry run all over them. And then the Vikings put it to them, and then this they barely squeaked out this win against the 49ers, but they did. Um, so give them credit there. 
Uh, but yeah, it, it's hard to really tell what this the Seahawks team is because they have games where they do well, and then they have games where they absolutely stink. And their run defense is very, very, very suspect. Um, they were able to hold Trey Sermon and only let him get 89 yards, no touchdowns. Um, but if you look at Derrick Henry, obviously he's possibly the best running back in the league, and he absolutely obliterated them um, on the ground. So this game... If it's a shootout between the Rams and the Seahawks, I I lean towards the Rams, especially the Rams coming off of that loss against the Cardinals. They don't want to drop two division games in a row. Um, and the Seahawks obviously got their win against their uh, division uh, in their division matchup. So I'm going to go with the Rams in this one. Um, I think it'll be a good game, though. That's a fun Thursday night. It's the best Thursday. I mean, it's better than I think Cincinnati, so, yeah. Jacksonville, or Carolina and Houston. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> this is going to be a good game. I agree with you, though. The Rams are going to be prepared. They're still, my opinion, one of the top two teams in the conference. Um, yeah, that, I, I'm going. I'm going the Rams as well. Let's go to the first game of the Sunday slate. Boy, London Ooh, is wow, getting. Weird. Oh, it's London. London is getting treated to a great <laughs> game. Welcome to American football, London. You get to see the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Jets. Um, I hope you enjoy yourselves spending over $400 for a ticket because I checked. I checked. You checked. Um, it's you crunched the numbers. Crunched the numbers. This is. You got their seats. This is going to be a horrible game, Taylor. Um, I'll, I'll let you go first. Flip a coin. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is Atlanta. Uh, minus three is the money line, so it is it is a coin flip, especially because it's an, obviously a neutral site. Even though Falcons are technically the home team, um, <clears throat> the Jets came away with their first win. Last Congratulations! Week, so. Yes, thank so, God I changed my pick when I saw for my suicide pick. I uh, I once I saw once I saw Julio and AJ. I did ah. once I saw Julio and AJ though were out. I was like, I don't feel good about that, and I switched to Buffalo. Thank God call. I did. Good call. Good call. Because, yeah. Uh, I mean, that that probably had a ton to do with it. Not having Julio and A.J. Brown out there really limits the Titans' offense. Um, but, and even then, it was still only a three-point game <laughs> in overtime. So, <laughs> the Jets are not very good. Go Jets! Um, so, uh, but in this game, the Falcons aren't very good either. I think I'm going to go beat, crazy. They just beat your uh, NFC's darling. Yeah, well, whatever. It was, it was close enough. But <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going with the Jets. I'm going crazy. I, I think the Jets take their momentum from their, their eke it out win, and they play this Falcons team, and the Falcons defense is trash, and I think that Zach Wilson maybe gets some throws off and, and puts the game together. Okay, 9.30 a.m. in London. That makes that makes one of us. I think the Falcons are going. <laughs> I think the Falcons are going to win this game. Um, not that they're not that it's a slam dunk because both of these teams are trash. Um, but Washington beat the Falcons you, last week. Didn't you no, say that didn't. they? Yes, they did. No, they didn't. I'm looking at it right now. For uh, Washington. Oh, Washington beat Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was I was not sober last week, okay? <laughs> Apparently <laughs> <was> not. <laughs> All right. 
I'm going with Atlanta. Um, okay, we'll move well, on. I'm gonna lose, and I'm gonna take a game on you. Green Bay takes <laughs> Green Bay takes on Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati struggled for about three quarters against Jags before finally putting to, putting it together the last 15 minutes or so. Um, Green Bay has looked the part outside of Week One. Uh, Stop it! Stop it right now. He's he's barking. Stop. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say he's 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 barking. <laughs> He's barking at the wall. Uh, it's concerning. It's very important. He needs to let the wall know. Um, <laughs> oh uh, I'm going to take Green Bay in this one. I don't really see how Cincinnati beats him. Yeah. I, I mean, Cincinnati has been playing well overall on the season. Um, I think that they're – they're putting it together. They're becoming a sneaky good team. I don't think they're a great team, though. And I think that the Packers are on their way to being a great team if they're not already. Like, they're definitely up there with the upper echelon of competing teams. And the Bengals, I don't think they're the trash heap that they used to be. I think no, they're, they're right. better. They're, they're clawing their way up. I think you can say that the Bengals are a pretty decent to good team. But the Packers are better. And so I will take the Packers to win this game. I think it'll be closer than uh, we both might think, but I think the Packers eat out a win here. I could definitely see them lose, but I'm not going to pick them. Yeah, no. No. (laughs) Um, Minnesota hosts Detroit. Um, We both had Detroit last week because we didn't really know what Chicago was going to do, especially at the quarterback position. Um, Clearly, it didn't matter. Detroit is still Detroit. They lose. Um, They head to Minnesota. Minnesota laid a clunker against Cleveland. I don't think that'll be the case against Detroit, though. Minnesota (laughs) is simply a better team than them. I'm going to go the Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings as well. It's hard to ever pick the Lions. I know we did last week just because they were playing. Um, and that's what we got for Chicago. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're playing Chicago. We didn't know how uh, Justin Fields was going to play. He looked like crap the first uh, out his first start. So we didn't really know. But in this game, again, I could see the Vikings losing just because the Vikings are the Vikings and the Lions are a scrappy team, even if they are a bad team. But yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one. This next game is pretty tricky. And I and I say that because literally who I'm going to pick comes down to if a player is going to be able to dress. Um, mm-hmm. Denver, no, at no, Pit- no. Denver at Pittsburgh. Um, this is going to be a defensive battle. Um, I... I I want to pick Denver. However, that hinges on if Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. I'm going to pick the Broncos thinking that Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. Um, if if not, uh, I'm thinking Pittsburgh's going to win. But as of recording now, I think Bridgewater is going to play. So I'm taking the Broncos. <sighs> Yeah, uh, their defense is is very good, and it's I'm very sure good. He, he's gonna get. They're gonna give uh, Ben Roethlisberger all that he can handle. Um, yeah, uh, as far as I know, I think that there's a good chance that Teddy plays. I haven't heard that he isn't likely to. Um, yeah, I don't have the injury report all 
pulled up or whatever. Or whether well, keep in mind, we record on Tuesday night, so we haven't gotten much information. Yeah, Most exactly. of the information comes out Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we don't mm-hmm. have that information, so we have to go with our gut. And it, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know the assumption Teddy's going to play. But also just the Steelers are not a very good team at all. Um, the only win that they have is against the Bills, and that was an anomaly. We know that now for sure. Um, so uh, Broncos, yeah, I gotta go Broncos. That that defense is gonna be too much for for that Steeler offense. They just they're just not very good on offense at all. Um, this next one should be fairly easy for both of us. The Dolphins, who just lost to the Colts, uh, head down to Tampa Bay, or actually head up to Tampa Bay. The only team that heads up to Tampa Bay would be the <laughs> Miami Dolphins, and they are. Uh, they play the defending Super Bowl champions. Tampa hasn't looked great the past two weeks, but they still are a much better team than anything Miami could put on the field. I have no confidence in that team, especially with Brissett under center, and all of a sudden, Miles Gaskin apparently doesn't exist. Um, I'm you not having salty some fantasy leagues? You sound a little salty. <laughs> they have them in one, maybe two. Um, not, Not, you know... Not upset, just disappointed. That's what, you, that's what you get for trusting a Miami running back. He's uh, he's my fourth running back. I'm not too upset about it. Um, however, Tampa's going to stop him. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I don't have much more to say. I mean, the Dolphins literally just lost the Colts, and we know the Colts are a shell of a team right now. Um, as much as I love them and I want them to win every week, I um, – I, don't believe that the Colts are anywhere close to what the Buccaneers are, even with the Buccaneers' shortcomings on in the secondary. So yeah, I'm going Bucks. Bucks uh, winning this game. This should be an easier game than um, <laughs> it is to predict, but we've seen two really good weeks from the Saints, and now we've seen two really, really bad weeks. <laughs> Um, from the Saints and Jameis. And I guess that's kind of the definition of a Jameis Winston team, right? One week they look like one of the best teams in football, and the next they lose to the New York Jets. You know, potato, potato. Um, They go and face Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team, who looks just as bad. Um, This is a tough game for me. Washington's defense does not look good. I think Jameis has enough ability to lead the Saints team to shred this defense um, over Taylor Heineke and whatever Washington is trying to do on offense, which I'm not really sure anybody could figure out right now. I'm going to go the Saints. Yeah, well, see, it's not even necessarily that it was Jameis Winston's fault that they lost to the Giants because the defense gave up 402 yards to Daniel Jones. Yeah, if you give up if you give up uh, Daniel Jones's first 400-yard um, game of his career, you did something really, really wrong. Yeah, Kenny um, Galladay had six receptions for 116 yards. If that continues, then Washington's going to beat him because you can just have Terry McLaurin go for 200 yards and three touchdowns. And you traded him. I, yeah, but I have him in enough leagues that I still like care about him because I have him in two other. I literally drafted him in almost every league I was in. I might have him in almost every league except for the one that I traded him away. And so I still have him in both my paid leagues. So um, 
I try to diversify. I tried to diversify. Get give me some Trey Sermon up in here, especially to cover for Christian McCaffrey. That's why I did that. And maybe Brandon Ayuk at some point will be involved in the offense and actually do something. Desperation trade. Come on. <clears throat> I am three and one. So what, I'm three what and one as well. Yeah, I know. Look at us. Look at us. Look at Sports us. with a Z and a T. Three and one. Yeah. Uh, I think My the Travis and Rigney show is over. Um. <laughs> well, that's, why tra- that's why he was trying to trade because he's desperate. So um, <clears throat> um, it's Travis and he, that's who I traded with and he's, he's desperate. And oh, so and, he's and just, just so everybody knows, Daryl Waller continues to be an absolute beast. <laughs> and Daryl Henderson coming back from injury uh, outsnapped uh, Sony Michelle 17 to three and Sony Michelle fumbled in the first quarter and didn't see the field after that. Just, just so everybody's aware about how that trade's going. Breaking news. That trade is still the worst trade in the trash garbage NFL fantasy football. Um, so I, so back to this game that we're trying to talk about <laughs> Saints, Washington. How, did, how are we going for talking about Sonny Michelle and Daryl Henderson? Cause New Orleans and led to all yeah, the other okay. mishaps. That makes sense. Um, Let's get back. No, on so track I'm still here. a big believer of Terry McLaurin, even if I don't have him in our league. Um, so I do think that Washington, I think, is going to win this game. I think okay. that the Saints are going to give up a ton of yards again through the air, and Terry McLaurin and Tyler Heineke are going to take advantage of that. Um, I might regret this one. But I'm gonna pick Washington. You love this Washington football team. I, you you I simply do. cannot let go. You simply cannot let go. This is a bad team led by Taylor fucking Heineke, Taylor. Hey, hey. It's in the XFL two years ago. Taylor's got to stick together, man. Represent. All right, we're we're going to – Well, I'll be laughing when they fucking win, so. Moving on. Moving on. My birds trying to turn it around after three straight losses. Look, the, the defense hasn't looked great, but they looked better last week, especially offensively. They go and face a Carolina. What's that? I said, Otis just doesn't like when you talk. As soon as you start talking, he starts barking. He, he sees something outside because he's going nuts. Um, the birds go down to Carolina, face the Panthers, who are frauds. I believe this Panthers team is a fraudulent team. Um, they proved that against the Cowboys last week. They haven't really beaten anybody impressive, in my opinion. Two of their wins is Houston and the Jets. The Eagles are a more – like, look, I'm not ready to give up on this team quite yet. I'm not saying they're winning the division right now because I think Dallas is clearly emerging as the favorite so far. But I think this Eagles team is more talented than Carolina. I think the Eagles are going to turn it around this week. They're going to beat the Panthers. Well, talk about teams who have their back up against the wall. In terms of the division, it's going to be really hard um, for Philly to make a push for it, um, starting one and four. So I think they are definitely the team with more desperation in this game. Um, and so, yeah, I think uh, I think they're Philly's going to win. I'm going to pick Philly to win, um, but it still concerns me because I mean, Philly struggled against the Cowboys defense and the Cowboys defense is not as good. I don't believe as the Panthers defense is. Let me just put it this way. Uh, the, the quarterbacks that have had success um, are two MVP candidates. 
Um, those are the two quarterbacks that have su- had success against the Eagles defense. The other two have looked abysmal, Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Ryan. I'd put Sam Darnold closer to that group than the Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes group. You, you're definitely right. And missing Christian McCaffrey is definitely not helping the Panthers. Honestly, I think if the Panthers had Christian McCaffrey, like that game against the Cowboys would have been a lot closer. I mean, because he is their offense. Like, there's no denying it. Like, oh, yeah, the offense every, goes through McCaffrey. That's yeah, not everything runs through him, and that's why he's one of the most valuable fantasy players of all time. But, yeah, it, it's it, he's, he's integral in the uh, the running game, obviously, and also in the passing game. Like, the other day, the, that first week, I think, he led – the team in both categories, both receiving and rushing. So without him, the the Panthers offense just isn't up to the standard that they would like. And so if he's not playing, which I believe he is not, I haven't heard anything. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it closely because he's on our my team in our league. But yeah, I, I think I'm uh, go McCaffrey. The last I heard on McCaffrey, because I I have him in my keeper league. Um, uh, not this week. Possibly next week. So keep. Yes. Because they didn't put him on the IR, correct? Um, even the small three-week IR, so probably not this week, but most likely, hopefully, fingers crossed, next week. Um, but for this one, the Eagles, Eagles take this one. Carolina's Let's, favorite, uh, but, oh, three and a half, so it's it's kind of a push. Um, yeah. Carolina, look, they they've played. I get it, Otis. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. I'm getting to that. Um. <laughs> Carolina's two of their wins have come against Houston and the Jets. So it's just kind of hard for me to believe in the substance of what they've shown us. Granted that the Eagles one win was against Atlanta. So potato, potato. Um, this, this next game is quickly turning into a dumpster fire. Uh, Tennessee facing uh, Urban's handies. Um, the Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, <laughs> if you think I'm going to pick a team that their head coach didn't even return home with them on their flight after their L, instead went out and partied like, you know, it, it was a sophomore in college, uh, you know, grinding away with some of the hotties in town, my man, Urban Meyer. Um, yeah, no, Tennessee's going to win this game by a lot. Yeah, Jack Rose, what a shit show. Do we think Urban Meyer makes it to the end of the season without getting no. fired? No. Yeah. It, 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 I think it's a long shot at this point. Um, I'm telling you, heard it right here, right now. Doug Peterson will be the next head coach of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, effective probably next year. Oh, you think so? Uh, I'd put money on it. All right. Well, that's fair. Uh, yeah, Urban, I don't I don't know what to, I mean, staying home and not I home. hate this, that sorry fuck to begin with because of Ohio state, obviously. Yeah, we know, but now this is just comic. I mean, what are you doing? It's very man? comical. I mean, not going with the team. Um, his excuse was he wanted to see the grandkids, which is fine. If that's all you're going to do, but then that's not what you did. You went to a bar. You, you were trying to make grandkids. You, little... you were trying to, <laughs> <laughs> and you got a little frisky and you got caught in 4k. Um, because you know, everyone has cell phones these days. So urban, you can't just go out and do that. Especially when your wife is just, she was like just tweeting away, like, like doing something completely random. And then people are tweeting at her being like, uh, Shelly, I think her name is Shelly or something like that. Have you seen what urban's doing? And yeah, it's just a whole mess there. And he's, it seems like he's lost the locker room. The the players don't respect him. They think he's a joke from all the reports. Yeah. Urban Meyer. 
To anyone who's listening to us and like playing it out loud somewhere, <laughs> they're, they're they're like they turned on a porno. I mean, Urban was in the middle of one. Anyone listening to that at work, I'm so sorry. Um, but uh, if yeah, anybody no. has not seen Trailer Park Boys, that was Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Titans, regardless of if they get, I mean, if they don't get AJ Brown and, and Julio back, or at least one of them, it's going to be tough for them. But at the end of the day, they have Derrick Henry. I think their offense will be fine, and the Jaguars are bad so yeah titans in this one yeah look the jags might not win a game this year honestly they are such a shit show lot losing dj chark as well i I just Mm -hmm. can't um patriots head down to houston to take on davis mills and the texans uh the patriots showed enough fight against the defending super bowl champions that i have no problem or uh, any concern about them heading down to Houston. Yeah, and the Texans showed absolutely zero fight against the Bills, getting shut out 40-0. to zero. Um, Yeah, that Mills... 40-0? <laughs> no, how do you lose 40 to nothing in the NFL? You're an <laughs> NFL football team and lost 40 to nothing. You sorry bums. Yeah, I think the, the best thing about the Colts is that they are in the division with these two trash heaps of a team and what's left of Tennessee. So the Colts still in it for the division, even though they started out, you know, one and three, but um, I think Houston loses this game because David Mills against the Patriots defense, I don't think is a recipe for success as much as I don't believe in Mac Jones. I think they do enough um, to win this game. Yeah. I think uh, New England takes it. Let's go to Chicago taking on Vegas in the Khalil Mack revenge game. Um, the Raiders took a step backwards against the Chargers last night. I kind of looked back to earth, especially offensively. However, the Bears are just as much a dumpster fire, and to this point, we still do not know who's going to be the starting quarterback. Nagy, you know, reconfirmed what we all thought of him this week which is an idiot when he said when healthy Andy Dalton is the starter. Um, Is Andy Dalton healthy as of recording? We don't know the answer to that. Um, My assumption is Fields is going to get another crack at it. I don't think it matters, though. Vegas has proven to be at least a competent football team this year. I'm going the Raiders. Yeah, I'm also going to go the Raiders. Raiders have looked surprisingly good this year. Um, obviously stumbled against the Chargers, but you can't stay undefeated forever, um, especially at, against a tough uh, in-division matchup, um, and the Chargers are very good. So, yeah, I, I think the Raiders in this one, the Raiders have been relatively good. I'll, I'll, even in that last game, they, like you said, came back down to earth, but the first three games, they were they played very well. I, I think Derek Carr is really coming to his own. I, I, I mean – he was, you know, an MVP guy a couple of years ago, and I think he's still that guy. And now he's trying to get comfortable uh, with John Gruden. And, yeah, I, I think the Raiders are a pretty good team, and I, I think they, they easily beat the Bears. Let's go to – this is an intriguing game. However, I don't think it's going to be as close as people expect. The Browns head out to SoFi Stadium to take on the said Chargers that we just spoke about. Um, 
Herbert's taking that next level, man. I, I love what I've seen from Herbert. I love what I see from this Chargers offense. Their defense is better this year because they're healthy. Um, Cleveland looks broken. Baker isn't really doing anything to wow me. They are running the football, but they don't have the weapons on offense to really match what the Chargers could do offensively. Do the Browns have one of the best defenses in football? Yeah, but their game style and the way they want to dictate the game does not bode well with what the Chargers provide, especially on the offensive side of the ball with their respective. Um, I have a hard time believing in Cleveland in this one. I'm going Chargers. This one's tough for me. I, I I do really like the Chargers a lot. I think Justin Herbert's definitely getting there. If not, he's already there. Um, if he hasn't taken that next step, he's on the precipice of it. Um, and I know that the offense for the Browns is very limited. Um, they rely a lot on the rushing game, obviously. Um, but their defense is very, very good. And I think it'll definitely easily be the best defense that the Chargers have faced so far. Um, so I think it'll be a huge test for Justin Herbert in general. Um, I think the Browns, I think the Browns win this one. I think I think they get enough pressure on Herbert, and Herbert kind of falters a little bit um, going up against one of the best defenses in the league. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cleveland in this one. Giants take on the Cowboys down at AT&T Stadium. And look, if you think the Giants winning was anything more than an anomaly, you're just not paying attention. Um, I, there's just not much to discuss about this game. Uh, the Cowboys will handle the Giants. It's a division game, so it might, you know, it might be closer than some are expecting, including myself. But uh, I'm going Dallas on this. Yeah, no, I'm going Dallas in this one. I don't have much to say about this. I, the Giants, they got to win because you know the Saints are wonky and weird and have no idea, no, no real identity. I don't know. The Saints, the Saints confused me this year. They should heavy run with Camara, um, which you would think would open up the explode. I think they're going to get better when Thomas gets back because that will give mm. Jameis that top target like he had with Evans for all those years. So I think you're going to see improvement with the Saints team. But right now, yeah, you're right. They are a hard read. But then, like, the defense, too, like giving up 400 yards to Daniel Jones. Like, yeah, Daniel Jones should not be throwing for 400 yards. No. Let's be honest. No. If anything, Daniel Jones should be running the ball a little bit because he, he he is a sneaky mobile quarterback. And so that that's kind of like his, his thing is when he has good games, he usually, like, gets out and runs a little bit. But for throwing for 400 yards, that's so weird to me. So I don't I don't know how to read that team. Um, but I don't think that they're like I don't think the Giants turned a corner or anything. And I think the Cowboys are still going to be the Cowboys, and they seem to be the team to beat in the the NFC East. So I'm going Cowboys. Let's go to San Francisco and Arizona. Another big NFC West matchup. We obviously talked about the Cardinals earlier in the show looking good. Uh, San Francisco has some question marks. We're not really sure who the starting quarterback is going to be. Um, there is expectation that Garoppolo might not have had as bad of an injury as first thought. Um, Trey Lance has been treated as the starter so far um, from what we've gathered. 
either way, with the uncertainty at quarterback and the way Arizona's playing, I have a tough time thinking San Francisco is going to win this game. Arizona's playing really well right now. The only team that is still undefeated. That's not going to last. You're not going to have an undefeated team this year. Um, but Arizona's playing so well right now, and there's question marks at the quarterback position. If Trey Lance does end up playing, I don't think he's that ready yet to get San Francisco to beat Arizona, especially on the road. So I'm going to have to go Cardinals on this one. Yeah, especially this year. We've seen a lot of rookie quarterbacks come in and, and their first like full-on start. Look lost. Yeah, they look very lost. Um, not to say that it's, you know, uh, uh, it, it's a guarantee, but a lot, almost all the rookie quarterbacks, their first couple starts out have looked very, very, very lost. Not one of them has come in and really – like you know blown up um so yeah i think it's going to be the same way especially if, if trey lance is going to be the starter here cardinals are going to to win this game pretty easily i would think let's go to the sunday night football game and i, I think this is going to be the game of the week um it should be for most people uh the bills head out to arrowhead to take on the chiefs in an afc championship rematch and potentially preview once again uh this is going to be an offensive onslaught i don't think there's gonna be much defense involved um i'll let you go first this is gonna be a hell of a game i think i have a feeling where you're gonna go but you could surprise me but i'll let you go first well yeah it's definitely gonna be a hell of a game the bills have looked absolutely awesome since their their weird week one loss to uh, the Steelers, they should probably be 4-0. Um, the Chiefs have struggled with their turnovers and whatnot, and that's the reason that they're sitting at 2-2. Two and two. Um, Man, this is hard because the Bills the Bills do look like possibly the best team in the league right now. Like the, the, I, I know that they're, they're playing not great teams so far, um, you know, beating the the Texans 40 to Yeah, zero. I wouldn't go that far. But At least you're doing what you're supposed to do against the bad teams, which is absolutely obliterating them. Um, so that's, that's something to be said as you're not like muddling around and taking these bad teams for granted and just going out there and not being prepared. They are very much prepared and they are very much doing their job against the bad teams, which makes me think they're going to be prepared against the Chiefs. So this comes down really to Patrick Mahomes and that offense and whether or not they can limit their turnovers against a very good Bills defense. If they can, I think the Chiefs win this game. If they don't and they turn the ball over, I could easily see the Bills winning this game. But as I've said weeks before, and I'll keep saying it, I don't think I will ever pick against the Chiefs. I just don't <laughs> think I will. Patrick Mahomes is too good to pick against him. So yes, I will be going with the Chiefs almost every week. Yeah, and that's like they're my Super Bowl pick. I ex they're my Super Bowl pick because I expected them to win games like this. Like, look, Buffalo has looked good, uh, but I, I just say Kansas City's better, even with the struggles on defense. Um, seeing what they could do in person, it, it, it was more. It was just poetic to watch them go up and down the field. I mean, the Eagles' defense right. is good, um, so it's not like they did it against Houston, which Buffalo did. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, I, I think they're Buffalo the really even faced. I mean, nobody. Miami. The Dolphins, the Dolphins, Washington, and the Texans. And yes. then the Steelers, which who they lost to. Um, so, yeah. Right. All right. One more game, Taylor. Monday night football. Your Indianapolis Colts go out to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Um, 
Carson looks okay, not fully healthy. This offense continues to struggle. They relied on the run game. However, against this Ravens defense, that's going to be a little bit of a tougher ask than what they were able to do against Miami. Um, Carson's just not 100%, and with the opportunistic Ravens defense, uh, the way they're playing right now, the way Lamar is playing right now, I have a hard time thinking the Colts are going to win this game. I think the Ravens win, and quite honestly, I'm not so sure it's going to be close. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This game, yeah. This, this prime, <laughs> prime time Monday night game, I think that it's, it's an opportunity for the Colts because Carson – Looked healthier last week, obviously, than he did the week before. He was a little more mobile. He was able to roll out a little bit. And he's going to be healthier this week. Let's be honest. He has an extra day of rest because they play on Monday. And so I think that I'm not too worried about Wentz's injuries. I think that he's going to be near 100% at this point um, for this game. Having that extra day of rest, he's almost at 100% now, I I think. He's probably sitting at like 80 to 90% in his ankles. Uh, the problem is whether or not we get guys like Braden Smith back, Quiddy Pay back. Um, uh, we're not getting uh, Quentin Nelson. He is on the injured reserve, which is a huge blow. Um, if the Colts can get the run game Especially going. Especially with the Ravens' pass rush. Yeah, I know. But if, if, if the Colts can get the run game going, they have a chance. And if the defense can somehow, some way, slow down the rushing attack um, of the Ravens, it's it's possible they could win. Um, but I think just I, my better judgment is the, is the pick Baltimore. I, it hurts me every week that I've literally picked I, the first week I picked them. And I obviously picked them against Miami because it was definitely a game that I knew that they could win and have to win. Um, but this one's tough. And I, I think I have to go Baltimore. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it I mean, me. I know I, it hurts you know, me deep down. Just keep just keep playing Carson. It's great. I... Yeah, shut up. I I'm not like unhappy with Carson. I think he's been doing great for what he's been given. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's gonna win we... this game against Baltimore, and then we'll be looking at a different season. Mm-hmm. But I'm not okay. taking them to, to win. <laughs> When they do, boy, I tell you, but I'm not taking They will. Prime time. Wentz is going to go off. He's going to show everyone that he's he's the real real deal. All right. Well, yeah, no. Um, let's before we go to our fantasy studs and duds of the week, I do want to remind everyone about our other sponsor and that is Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. Time is getting close where I need a haircut, Taylor. I'm sure you are right there as well. Uh, Jeremiah up in Saratoga Springs off exit 13 and of the Northway does a great business up there. The atmosphere is really cool. Bunch of other guys as well. You can book an appointment online at savingfacebarbershop.com or you can give them a call. It's easy to pick a spot. You can pick the type of uh, – style that you want you can put in details and you can reserve a certain time with whatever barber you do um they will not be satisfied until you are with what you got and then uh you know 
get that close face shave as well that they offer. Um, they do have at home services as well. I thought they, although I don't really recommend it. Like I said, the atmosphere is really good. They have sports on all the time and just great, great guys to have a conversation with for the next half hour as you, you get a nice shave and, uh, yeah, really cool <laughs> guy up there. Um, with Jeremiah up in San Antonio Springs. He's, he's a really cool dude. Uh, if you haven't gone up there, simply getting to know him is worth the experience as well. Um, he's just pretty really, good at, you know, cutting hair. Yeah, that that's important he as is. well. Yeah, he um, really is. Better than what I would do. Just and I would literally just try to shave my head. It's <clears throat> not going to look good. You should do that. You look, you'd probably look ridiculous. <sighs> you know... <laughs> I can mute you and kick you out of this show right now. <laughs> Do not test me. I getting close. Uh, getting closer each week, Taylor. Uh, good. I hope you. I hope you fucking do. Let's go to our fantasy studs and duds <laughs> before I kick you out of this show. Um, let's go with our studs first off. And obviously, we do not go with the quarterback position, wide receiver, running back, or tight and flex spot is what we're looking for, Taylor. Your stud of week five. Okay. Um, I, I, I think I'm going to go um, with just kind of like, I'm looking at the Bills Chiefs game. And like we said, we think it's just going to be a lot of a, sh- uh, a shootout. Like it, it's going to be high scoring. I don't know what the over under on this game is, but I'd probably take the over on it. Um, and so I'm going to go with, you know, I'm not going to go with Tyreek Hill because that's an obvious one or Travis Kelsey. So I'll look at the Bills side. I think I think the Chiefs defense is not very good. Um, so I think I think that Stefan Diggs, he's he's primed to have um, a breakout game. I don't think he's been he's been kind of relatively quiet um, this year so far. So I think Stefan Diggs is going to have a big game against the Chiefs uh, defense. And and I, I'm, I'm going to go with him for my stud. I'm going to go with a guy that I mentioned already in the show a little bit, and that would be Cordero Patterson. Um, He is clearly, look, he's in a timeshare in the backfield with Mike Davis. However, he is being utilized all over the field, and he has put up double-digit points in all but week one, and that was against the Eagles defense that hasn't really given up much on the ground outside of what Clyde Edwards-Alaire did last week. Um, But this is... Cordero Patterson, who dropped 32 points last week and now is getting a Jets defense who can't stop a nosebleed. Um, Very few weapons on this Falcons offense outside of Ridley and Pitts, who is still really trying to get integrated into the life in the NFL. So they were looking for this other person, whoever it may be, to step up. Cordero Patterson has been it and has been a safety blanket for Matt Ryan and clearly likes this offense that Arthur Smith has brought to Atlanta. Um, Cordell Patterson all of a sudden is becoming a must start in 12 team, even maybe even 10 team formats. Yeah. And uh, that come out of nowhere really. And it's, it's just, it's, it's cool to see a guy who's, who's in that position where you can put him in like the running back or wide receiver uh, spot. And those, those guys always have like tremendous amounts of value, especially when it comes to time where, you know, we're coming up on bye weeks and that's when things get a little mm-hmm. hairy. You need fill-ins for, for spots, and you can just have this gadget guy in Cordero Patterson to put in, um, you know, wide receiver, flex, or running back. That's invaluable in fantasy. Like I remember, I don't, I can't, 
I'm bringing it up and I don't even remember his name, but I forget who it was, but there was a player a couple years ago who was like, he was really good and he was available at all those spots. And I think you could even put him at tight end or something. It was, it was crazy. He was available like every, Oh, Jalen Samuels. Yeah. Yeah. Every spot. And it was, it was insane. And it was like, it was like, this guy is just the one me the fantasy league that year. Cause he was my tight end. Exactly. Running back as your tight end. Yes, please. A perfect gadget guy. And that, that's the kind of thing that it's it's invaluable, especially, you know, cause bye weeks are tough. Like there's going to be games. I know that there's going to be weeks that I lose, even even my best league, that league that I told you about that I scored 219, I might lose a week just because of, you know, lining up of um, of uh, bye weeks. And it's just the hard to do. I don't have do, that, uh, that team. The one thing I don't do when I draft is worry about bye weeks. It's one exactly. week. If you exactly. believe in your team, you can afford one loss. Um, so totally So I don't ever look at the bye weeks when I'm doing it. No. Obviously, I don't try to get too many That players. should not dictate. If you have a clear best player available, do not let a bye week. I mean, obviously, it's too late for this advice now. But do not let a bye week uh, deter you from that player. You never do that. Um, well, that's let's be asking. honest. Bye weeks aren't going to be in the playoffs. And so, like, you can survive getting one loss. Like, if I go undefeated and I lose, like, one week that I lose is my bye week week where I have still like, the top a ton of guys on bye week. Yep, yeah, still the top exactly. Seat. And it's like, okay, cool. You you had to beat me when my bye week, like, when everyone was out. So, congratulations. You beat my backup team. Like, I don't care about that. Let's go to Duds Taylor. Dud of week five. Who is going to lose you your fantasy league this week? So I'm going to look at Steelers and the Broncos. And I think this Broncos defense is very, very good. Um, they're very, they're, they're pretty good against the run. Um, I mean, aside from last week, they played the Ravens and even the Ravens, they didn't really allow them to, they ran as a team for a hundred yards. Obviously we know the whole controversy. I'm sure you saw it where they, they didn't, they didn't, uh, uh, kneel down because they wanted to yep. get to 100 yards. So that means that up until that point, the uh, the, Ra- the Broncos had held them to under 100 yards against, and they're one of the best rushing teams, if not the best rushing team in the league. That's why they have 43 straight games or whatever it is of over 100 yards. And so when I look at the Steelers, I'm looking at Najee Harris, and I'd be pretty, uh, um, I'd, I'd be sweating if I was starting Najee, which I am in one league. If I was starting <laughs> Najee Harris against the Broncos, speaking from experience, <laughs> yeah, if I uh, against the Broncos defense, because I do think that he's going to have a dud of game. Besides the point that the Steelers don't have much of offense around him, um, and so he doesn't have much support, and he's going up against a very good defense. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Najee Harris as as my dud this week. I'm going to pick a player, but it applies to the entire backfield because we don't really know how the situation is going to play out. I still think Miles Gaskins RB1 in Miami. However, if you think Malcolm Brown is starting to take away some snaps or you think Sylvan Ahmed is all of a sudden going to take over the backfield, neither of it is going to go well this week <laughs> against Tampa Bay. Um Tampa Bay's defense may be showing some cracks. However, it's not in the run defense. Uh, that is not where the weakness is. So in a week where Miles Gaskin all, only saw three touches, um, Malcolm Brown saw eight and Sylvain Ahmed ta- uh, saw two. Uh, this is a backfield that you want to avoid for two reasons. One, the matchup is horrible. 
they're going to be playing from behind and you're probably going to be looking at Brissett to be throwing more than you'd like. And two, you want to see how this shakes out because a lot of people, including <laughs> myself, thinks Gaskin is the guy. Um, but you do not want to put any faith in this backfield going into this week at all. Yeah, no, I, I just, because I was curious because I was smart and I don't generally start running backs unless they're stars against uh, the Buccaneer defense um, because their rush defense is the strength of their defense. And so I sat Damian Harris and I just went to look at the, the stats for that game. Not um, good. Not no, good. Uh, <laughs> You want to know who had the most rushing yards for New England? Was it Mac Jones? Nope. It was Brandon Bolden. Nope. It was Aguilar with oh, one good, carry, good. Yeah, one carry good. for four yards. Good. Jamie good, Harris good. had four carries for negative four yards. Mac uh-huh. Jones had one carry for one a negative one yards. So yeah, avoid Miami's backfield. It was rough. Office. Yeah, no, you don't want to go up against the Tampa Bay rush defense. They even held Zeke in the first week to terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, play. Zeke had a horrible week, week yeah, one. And, and, um, and then last week, Zeke went off for like 142 yards. So, um, yeah, fantasy studs and duds. Fantasy studs and duds in the don't books. Are we... any running back against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? No, like ever. Um, let's we have a couple minutes left taylor and and it's tough because i want to talk about this but we kind of can't because it's not going to be relevant when the show uh drops on thursday because we'll know the result how uh, so before i let you have your moment here don't worry listeners baseball playoffs we will tackle it next week i know there are yankees fans that i'm sure would love to hear us break down this game however it's going to be over um when the show airs so we're not really going to spend much time on it. However, we're going to break down the series as they are um, starting next week. We do know some of the matchups, not all of them, obviously, because of the wildcard playoff uh, games. But uh, most of the field is set. But big one um, on recording night, which would be Tuesday night between the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yeah, I'm really excited for this game. I mean, it's a classic matchup. Yankees, Red Sox, one game play in. I'm getting ready for that. That's coming up in an hour ish from where we are recording. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really hoping do that you, we can beat the. Do you, I mean, our listeners will know. Um, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Do the Yankees win this game? Oh hell yeah! Oh, oh hell, hell yeah. yeah! Oh hell yeah! Oh, hell yeah! Garrett Cole on the mound. Let's go. Let's Garrett go. Cole with his six four two ERA over his last eight starts. Yeah, sure. He's Garrett fine. Garrett. He's fine. I'm going to go playoff, Boston playoff because riser. I. I'm going to go Boston just to be that guy. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Who's right. Well, thank you. I hate the Yankees. So, you know, potato, potato. Um, one, wait, before we leave, I have one uh-huh. more piece of trivia for you. Oh, Who trivia. You, okay. I like trivia. It, it, it's not, it's not so much trivia. It's, it's more of a, a question. Cause I'm still looking at the Buccaneers rush defense. Oh God. Who this year has the most rushing yards against the Buccaneers. Do you think? They've played the Rams, the Falcons, the Cowboys, and the Patriots. And I just told you all the Patriots. So So the Patriots, the Rams, the Falcons, and the Cowboys. Cowboys. Cordero Patterson? Nope. Am I on the right team? No. Okay. (laughs) Tony Pollard? No. Okay. Sony Michelle? Yes. 
<laughs> I just thought that was funny. <laughs> that does yards. not mean he is worth Daryl Waller. <laughs> that was or or worth rostering. Yeah, Daryl Henderson was out. Not even worth so rostering. Sony Michelle got twenty carries and he did he put up sixty seven yards and that's the most that this uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have given up this season. Sony Michelle for Daryl. <laughs> He's elite. You should trade him for Darren Waller. (laughs) Darren Waller got traded for a backup running back. I wish I got in on that fun. Yeah. It was happening next to me. I just didn't really know it was happening. Didn't realize it was a real conversation until it was too late. (laughs) Well, I would have, I would have come in and been like, Hey, I'll trade you like Damian Harris, the starting running back for, you know, but whatever. What am I? Who am I? I mean, Damian Harris is not very much better than Michelle, but at least he's starting and getting the bulk of the carries. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, but no, this was a good episode. Uh, got a lot of football action ahead of us. Obviously a big college football weekend with my Penn State Nittany Lions taking on Iowa. Let's and go, then we got you. baseball. Yep. We have baseball playoffs are underway. NBA is close to starting. NHL is close to starting. And Bill of course, Simmons get traded. But honestly, yeah. well, they, the Sixers, Sixers withdrew his $8.5 million he was owed. So, you know, as Brian Windhorst said, it was a declaration of war, which I had a problem with because, no, the declaration of war was Ben Simmons saying, no, I'm not showing up. That's the declaration of war, not the Sixers saying, oh, you're not showing up. Oh, then you don't get your eight point five million. Sorry, bud. Oh, um, it didn't help when fucking uh, what's uh, coach of your team. Doc. Remember. Yes. When Doc was like, oh, I don't know if uh, I don't know if Ben Simmons can be the starting point guard on a championship team. It's like that's don't if you believe that, just don't say it publicly like that. That's definitely gonna hurt a guy's feelings, and obviously Ben is kind of soft. So, yeah, I don't, softer I... than charming baby shit. That is Ben <laughs> Simmons soft. Uh, I'm sick of. I, I'm I'm over it. I am over the. I, look, I mean, I, I guess it's good. I'm over it because he's not gonna wear a Sixers uniform again. He's made that quite clear. However, I think he needs to realize that it's not gonna really work out for him, and that he's not gonna be sent to where he wants to go. He's gonna be sent to where the well, Sixers. We don't even know where he wants to go. He has he even said where he wants. He to wants. Go? He wants to be in L.A. We all know this. It's it's just yeah, well, common. It's common understanding. He's he, gonna go to L.A. They already have a point guard, and maybe he could go to the Clippers. But like, no. I, I I can't see that happening. If he did, though, that would be a crazy defensive team. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, it's not going to happen. He's going to get sent to like Cleveland or rot. Um, you can only hope. Yeah, right. Minnesota. I, hey, I'd be good with that. Send him up to Minnesota. He'd be so upset about Minnesota. <laughs> Perfect. Um. Thank you to our listeners for tuning into this episode. We will have more content, obviously, next week, more baseball playoff analysis. Obviously, we would love to get to that, but because of the timing of the games and when our show drops, it just didn't make sense, Um, and we don't want to give out an outdated show. Uh, You can find all our episodes uh, presented by Godzilla Media on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify, whichever platform you prefer. If you want to see our amazing pretty faces, you could go on YouTube. 
Um, or if you, you know, you're on the go, Spotify and Apple as well, that works just as well. Um, but we are sponsored by Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs, Mohawk Honda, and Johnstone Supply in Troy. We want to, want to thank our sponsors for their continued support. We want to thank Gaz and Godzilla Media for continuing to put us out there. And we are excited for the future as we continue to grow. For Taylor Lattimore, I am Bryce Zielinski. Stay safe out there. Enjoy the week of Jam Pack Sports. And we will catch you next week right here on Sports with Z and T.